learning these methods can give you so much payoff. And I don't want you guys to stop because you're afraid or because you don't have that knowledge. If you badly enough want to be able to create a secure future for yourself and for your children, I encourage you to dive into your uncomfortable place. <laughs> Get out of your comfort zone. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. You might have noticed some changes happening around here. I'm a little bit late uh, to announce this with you guys, but I have a new cover. Hopefully you can still find me. We can still connect. And remember, I love getting those reviews from you guys. So if you haven't taken the time to do so and you're a longtime listener of the podcast, uh, it would mean so much to me if you took two seconds to just leave a review um, and let me know how the show is going for you. Uh, I love reading these and I love being able to read them back to you guys on the podcast. So today's particular episode, I am re-recording because the first time I did it was just a lot of rambling and messiness. And I really want to put this together in a really cohesive, easy way for you guys to apply to your life. So I have new notes. I'm starting fresh. I'm having my editors scrap the original one because we need to put this together in a more cohesive way. So something I recently came out online about was how I created a multi-million dollar investment plan as a stay-at-home mom. This is something I don't like hyping myself up about because I think it gives people the idea that I'm like money obsessed or that I am super smart <laughs> and I am neither of those things. I am just simply a mom who really wants to make sure that I have a secure financial future. I do not want to get to retirement and have to continue working. I want to be able to enjoy grandkids or my kids or travel or whatever life has brought my way at that time. I don't want to have to rely on my children financially as an old person. If I need to be put in a home or if I need you know, medical care, I do not want my kids to have that financial obligation placed on their shoulders, which is why I put so much emphasis and importance on learning how to invest, even though my brain doesn't naturally work that way. 
I am not someone who loves spreadsheets and numbers. I was never good in math. I was the artsy kid. I was the poetic kid. I was the girl who did good in poems and speech class and art and interior design. I was not the math kid. They literally kicked me out of math class and put me in a class that taught me how to do my taxes and budget, which jokes on them, that stuff's actually applicable to the real world. For those of you who were in algebra, haha, I win. But I wasn't naturally number inclined is what I'm trying to get at here. So learning how to invest for me was very, 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 very difficult because I did it through the process of reading multiple different books. But I want you to know that even though you might not understand it all, even though it's kind of difficult, it is possible. And there have been plenty of studies that show that women are actually better investors than men. So if you don't have the confidence in yourself to start learning how to invest, I want to give you that little boost right off the bat to let you know that the odds are already stacked in your favor. Okay, ladies? So let's break it down. I want to share with you the three books that taught me how to start investing as a stay-at-home mom. And I'm going to break down the favorite aspects that I liked about each of these books if you haven't yet, you can sign up to get my top 50 book recommendations um, in the show notes. I have a freebie or at reneebennis.com forward slash books. Uh, you can enter your information and I will send you my 50 favorite book recommendations. All of these books are on there. They are all in the money section of that packet that I will send you. All right, so let's dive in. First of all, you know me. You know that I am a recovering shopaholic. Um, I still love dressing nice. I like looking cute. I like nice things. Um, and this is why I love this first book so much. There's a book called Deeper Than Money written by Chloe Elise. She is maybe 30, 29. She is a youngin' still, but she's hit millionaire status um, in her young years. And what I love about her so much is that she's kind of a valley girl like me. I, I still say like too much. Um, you know, I kind of talk ditzy, but what I see in her is that she's really intelligent. You know, being that kind of person who talks like this and moves with my hands, a lot of times in my life, I was kind of underestimated, but I really see now that I have a lot of potential to be a very intelligent person. And I see that in Chloe. So that is why I am super drawn to her. I also like it because she's not the numbers type. She's not the super smart, you know, girl. I'm not saying she's not smart. She's very smart, but she's not that type A. Uh, she's very relatable to me. So if you relate to me in that sense, you will probably relate to her, uh, what I like so much about her book and her teachings is that it's very focused on money mindset. So her book, Deeper Than Money, barely talks about money at all. Not in the sense that you think you're going to get when you pick up a financial book. A lot of times you pick up a financial book, I think you're expecting graphs and charts and numbers. And when you buy Chloe's, you're just like, you just feel better. It's like a it's a vibe raising book. You, you feel yourself elevating and kind of builds your belief in yourself. I really loved this book. She of course does dive into some money aspects and how to manage your money, but the mindset over money thing that she talks about is so key because a lot of us who are struggling with money are struggling with our mindset more than anything. 
We have a lot of limiting beliefs around money that have been passed down to us. We have a lot of messages that we've interpreted around money that haven't served us. And by learning and understanding what those are, we stand a chance of kind of shaking free from those limiting limiting beliefs and elevating our money mindset. This isn't, these aren't just like key, like hype words, you guys, I promise. There is so much to be learned about how we think about money. So that's my favorite part. I felt like reading Chloe's book, it was like 80% just like hype, Um, but the best kind. Like it was like a high vibe raising book uh, that didn't make me feel overwhelmed. So in the midst of her really fun storytelling and intelligent ways to raise your mindset and awareness around money, she throws in some simple budgeting methods, like her bucket method that she shares for, for budgeting, Um, How to do, I think she calls it like a bare bones budget or skeleton budget. Um, So she shares these practical tools. This is definitely a starter book. I should have said that straight off the bat. She does not dive into investing. She says that she did and her editors had her take it out because she had put so much. So I think it's probably a second book for her uh, to dive into the investing. This book is for anyone who's still struggling with the first steps of money. You don't know how to manage it. You don't know the best ways for budgeting. You're constantly overspending. Uh, This book will give you those beginner tools and encouragement to actually get started. So if you are someone who is afraid of budgeting or has been stressed out about money, or you feel like if you're going to be good with money, then you're not going to have fun in your life, Deeper Than Money is the best book for you, hands down. It She does such a great job of teaching you how to spend for the fun things while, so you can enjoy your life while still winning with money. So she's been able to enjoy her life, spend on fun things, take trips, and has still reached millionaire status. I think by the time she turned 30, I can't quite remember. She's like, but uh, hello, life goals. <laughs> uh, So this is a great book for those of you who are still feeling like a little too intimidated to even begin with investing. You just want practical tools for budgeting and paying off debt. That is your starter book. The second book that I love that helped me start investing is called The Simple Path to Wealth. This one was perfectly aligned with my idea of slow living and minimalism. Um, The man who wrote this book, J.L. Collins, his whole philosophy around money was like, have as much money as you can so that you have flexibility and options in your life. So he and his wife worked to save half of their income, which is really huge and maybe not something tangible for all of us. Like that's not something we're doing. So I don't want you to feel like you have to, but I like his mindset and mentality around you know, not trying to always have the coolest lifestyle. Like they didn't always upgrade their house. They didn't always buy the newest cars. They didn't always take all of the trips. They didn't always buy all the latest things. They wanted to create enough money in their life so that they had the flexibility to do where whatever they felt called to do in life, which is something a lot of us don't give ourselves the luxury to do. Some of us you know, maybe you can't have that luxury. Like I said, saving half of your income isn't something that's possible for everybody. But the mentality of building up our savings, building up our finances so that we have more flexibility and freedom to do the things we want is huge. That's a message that I think more people need to hear. 
So he actually talks about how he took a year off of work because they had so much money set aside. And he talks about his easy hands-off investing methods that he used to actually make this happen for himself, um, which is why I love this book so much. I like that mentality around, um, you know, freedom. Money can really give us freedom, flexibility. So if you don't want to be stuck in a job that you hate, if you don't want, if you do want to take the trips, if you do want to be able to embrace life, money is really the key to helping us do it. And I know for me personally, I so strongly love this message because I was someone who just spent money on the stupidest of things for so long um, that I have my priorities shift. And now I only want to spend my money on things that are truly going to enhance my life every day, over and over again, and create that freedom and flexibility for me. So I love his life first mentality, that that flexibility and freedom that he talks about throughout his book. I love his lazy investing methods. I think that is perfect for anybody who's nervous to start investing. Uh, he talks about how it doesn't have to be something you're constantly hovering over. You can kind of do set it and forget it investing. And this is something that, uh, you know, billionaire investor Warren Buffett, he's a really well-known investor. He talks about how that's kind of his lazy method. He has lazy investing methods. Um, and, you know, he's very strategic and simple in his life as well. He wears the same outfit every day. He buys the same breakfast every morning, you know, and has very strategic, simple plans for investing. And that's kind of what uh, the author talks about in this book as well. The type of investing that I specifically took from this book was his Vanguard Roth IRA investment account. So as a stay-at-home mom, I had never started a savings plan for myself. I had never started an investment plan for myself. I didn't know that was even an option way back in the day. Uh, and I think a lot of moms don't. So even if you don't have a consistent income, even if you don't have 401k or whatever, you can still be setting aside money for yourself for investing. I took his method for the Vanguard investing Roth IRA. So I opened up a Vanguard account. I started saving. I think it cost 300. It was either 300 or 3,000. Um, it might have just been 300. Sorry, I can't be more accurate. But to officially open the VTSAX account. It's VTSAX. <laughs> this is all I did, you guys, okay? Remember, I'm not like an investing expert. I think I already said that. But this is what he talks about. This is what I did. And I'm going to pull up my account as I'm talking to you guys about this. Uh, I was like, okay, this is what that guy talked about in his book. This is what I'm going to do for myself. Opened a Vanguard account, put however much money I had in at the time and worked to get to that $300 goal. I really think it was just a $300 goal. It could have been more, but for me at the time, working up to that goal still took a while. So I don't ever want you guys to feel overwhelmed that it takes a while. Okay, so I pulled up my Vanguard account. And I started, you guys, I started April 19th, 2021, which I am so mad at myself, of course, for not starting sooner. It was something that I was too afraid to take a leap on. At this point, I had already done some work with Tom's 401k to ensure that we were getting more, um, more out of our investments with his 401k, but I wasn't doing anything for myself. And I don't know if this is just a woman thing, but isn't that ridiculous? So I started with a thousand dollars on April, 2021. Uh, my next contribution was 
not for months. Wow. If this is accurate, if I'm reading this correctly, my next contribution was in November. Uh, and then I, I threw in a bunch of different little payments. So it took me a while to get to that $3,000 mark that I needed to get the VTSAX fund. I know that sounds really overwhelming. I was really overwhelmed. I didn't know what that meant. I was kind of just putting money into my Vanguard account because I had no clue what I was doing. So I was like, okay, I'm piling up this money, but in order to buy the VTSAX, you have to have $3,000. So I saved up and I bought the VTSAX July 21st of 2022, you guys. So that took me over a year, but uh, it's, I don't care. Like It's really paying off. If I'm reading these right, I didn't remember it taking that long, but I had a lot of that mindset work to overcome a lot of those hurdles of feeling like I wasn't worth the investing, feeling like I wasn't, um, you know, or feeling that fear of putting my money into the account. And I kind of kept living by that feeling like when I get a big lump sum, I'll put it in my investing. When I get a big lump sum, I'll put it in my investing. And I want to tell you guys, like that method doesn't work. If you are holding off your investings, waiting for giant chunks of money to fall into your lap, like if you have giant chunks of money falling into your lap, you don't even need to be investing in the first place, right? So it hasn't been until this last year, like last year I was able to max my, my Vanguard account. I was able to max it for 2022 which is uh, like $6,000. I was able to match that and I was so proud of myself. But then I kind of fell off again and I just kept waiting for those lump sums. Instead, I started just taking whatever money I was bringing in and putting 10% into this investment account for myself. So you can literally do this just like any other bank account. I go onto Vanguard, I hit transactions and I put in some money. Uh, and for me, you guys, I get paid really inconsistently. I have multiple affiliates that I work with. I have the blog that I make money from. I just have money coming from like 8 billion different sources. So sometimes that'll be like an affiliate will send me $26 for working with them for the month. I will literally set aside $2.60 to put into my Vanguard account. Now, of course, I wait till I have multiple different things that have hit my account so I can put a bigger chunk in, but sometimes it's 30 bucks. Sometimes I take $30 and transfer that to my Vanguard. And this is a habit I've consistently gotten into. And I want to tell you guys right now, my investment account is earning 14.1% interest. That means the money I'm putting in is earning 14.1% interest on it. I love that. It feels so good. Uh, it, I love logging on and seeing my little green spikes going up, showing that I'm earning money, that I think I've made $2,000 this year just from putting money into my investment accounts. I love seeing this and knowing that future me is going to be supported because of the choices I am making today. Whew. Now, if you're like, what are you talking about? Arrows going up. Let's talk into the next book, the third book that also helped me gain the confidence and the knowledge that I needed to start investing. And that is the book Unshakable by Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins, if you don't know, he's like a motivational speaker, self-helpy guy, um, but he wrote a book called Unshakable that's really 
everything I personally needed. I'm a very straightforward person. I tend to like those men that are like, no nonsense. This is how you do it. Um, that's just really like the, my type of vibe when it comes to learning something. I don't want you to beat around the bush or be nice to me. I need you to give it to me straight so that I can, you know, apply it to my life. Um, that's very much how unshakable felt for me. It was very practical, must-have knowledge. And what he shares in that book is that it's important to remember that investing is an up and down game. So like I said, I love looking on my account and seeing that I'm making money. I love seeing the little green arrows spiking up, showing that my that I'm earning money, that I'm getting paid. That's so great. Uh, but it's important to remember that there are bear markets. There are times when the market is going to drop. And I don't doubt that one is coming soon. But not to fear those drops. He shares numbers through even like the Great Depression that show consistently over time, no matter whenever the market drops, for those people who do not touch their money, they always earn back like tenfold, way more money than they've lost. Every single time, consistently the market goes back up. And he shows this over a span of a hundred year period or something like that. So it's not just like he took one 10 year time frame and was like, look, it got better. It's a consistent proven thing that the market has continued to climb over and over again. So I have a girlfriend who talked about how her brother told her, you know, when the market was down, she should pull her money out. Disagree. I have learned so many things, seen so many statistics from so many investing experts that say a lot of people freak out when the markets drop. They start to pull out their money and panic. In reality, if you ride it out, you are statistically proven to make more money in the long run. In fact, a lot of people, when the market is down is when they start to put more money in because stocks are at a lower value. So during 2020, a lot of people started to really invest in the stock market because stock prices went down, which meant they were cheaper. So you could buy them for less, get more, and then have bigger payouts, if that makes sense. So I love that he shares that investing is an up and down game and that we're statistically proven to win if we just let our money be, which this is part of why women are statistically shown to be better investors because we just let it be. We put it there, we set it back, and probably because we've got too much other stuff to do. Where men tend to want to play the market. They want to win. They want to get that, you know, that hit. They want to feel like they're making a difference or like they're winning, you know, at a big money game or whatever. It's kind of gambling. Um, and women don't want to do it. We just set it and we let it be. So if that's kind of the kind of vibe you're feeling, you're like, I don't want to hover over these numbers. Perfect. Perfect. Get a set it investment, set it and forget it investment plan down. And you are statistically proven to win. Number two, biggest takeaway from this book was that most financial advisors are trying to make money off of you. I hate this. It's so gross. Um, but we all got to make a living somehow, right? So a lot of times we get in financial investors and they'll say, oh, we've got this new stock thing. You should invest in this. And they aren't necessarily giving you the best financial advice for you. What they're doing is pushing something that they're going to get a kickback on. So like I work with affiliates, right? I have actively worked to only work with companies that I agree with, that I align with, right? But like when I recommend... Um, a savings account to you guys. If you open a savings account, I, I get a commission from that company. Full disclosure, right? To me, I think you opening a savings account is a very, very smart idea. <laughs> I think you saving money to make money for yourself is a genius idea. That's why I say it. That's why I recommend it. I have other people who are like, 
promote our workout gear or promote our belly flattening serum. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't think people need that. I'm not going to promote it. I don't care if you get, I don't care if I get paid for it. Right. But a lot of times with financial advisors, they're going to be getting a kickback from sharing different, uh, you know, stock allocations or things like that with you that maybe aren't necessarily going to benefit you. So what he has in this book, what Tony Robbins lays out is a ver- like a whole set of questions that you can ask before you hire a financial advisor so that you can weed through and make sure that you are finding someone who is going to have your best interest at heart. Um, he talks about how there's a very few types of financial advisors that fit this criteria, um, but that it's important to do. You know, if not, you could just kind of have an advisor, but not listen to everything they say, I suppose. But I think that's super important to know because that's something, you know, we naturally just want to trust the people we think we're supposed to trust, the financial advisor. But in reality, you know, it's good to know that they could be pushing something that gives them financial gain and not you. Uh, The last thing from his book, I used his 401k diversification to apply it to Tom's 401k. His same method, Tony Robbins' method, is basically the same type of method that you're going to hear in any investment book, and that is to diversify your portfolio. What that means is you can invest in bonds, which have a steady payout, but they don't pay out very much. So if you ever got like one of those savings bonds when you were a kid and Like, I think I had one still that my dad had given me. It was like a 30-year-old bond or something. No joke. It was a $100 bond, first of all. And it was like 30 years old. And when I cashed it in, I think I got $75. But I was like, I just need to cash this thing in because I'm sick of holding on to it, you know? Uh, The bond didn't really make me any money, you know? But those bonds are very set, very secure, but you're not earning much. You're more likely to earn money in the stock market right? But the stock market is a very up and down thing. You can have those times where you're losing money in the stock market, even though they'll consistently come back up, right? So by taking your stocks, the ones that are kind of riskier and combining with combining them with bonds, something that's not risky, but not very big payoff, you create this little bit more of a security balance for yourself. Now, depending on what age you're at, might vary how you want to invest. For people who are youngsters, you know, they can maybe go crazy and invest in a ton of stocks because they have the opportunity to let that market ride out, right? If you are an older person, you might want to create a more secure one where you're not relying as heavily on stocks because you don't have the time to ride things out. And if the market goes down, you know, you don't you don't want to be totally screwed. Maybe you want to have a little bit more bonds. This is something I highly recommend looking at the book for gaining more information around if it's not something you understand. When I'm saying it across a podcast, it's kind of hard to translate. Um, But I'm doing my best to not be overwhelming while still explaining how that works. So when I learned his methods, I saw what he was recommending. I apply this to Tom's 401k. So this is another thing to remember if you have a 401k. Number one, please make sure you are getting your employer match. Tom has amazing employer match benefits. Um, It's something like he gets... 3% 3% matched 100%. The next 2% is 75%. And then the next 3% after that is 50% match. Um, so we, Tom puts 8% of his paycheck, well, 10% actually, sorry. He puts 10% of his paycheck into his 401k. I won't dive into that too much, but because we want that employer match, 
that's money that you're leaving on the table if you're not taking advantage of getting that from your employer. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Make sure you're getting your employer match. Step two is make sure you are choosing where your money in your 401k is going. So this is something I didn't know until I started reading these books is that putting money into a 401k isn't just, you're not just done, right? So Tom got his 401k set up when he met me because I'm a smarty pants, right? Uh, I, I was like, you should be saving. I don't know why, but I think you should. I didn't really have the knowledge that I have now, but I still have him set that up. But then we just left it for 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. What often happens is that companies take your money and reinvest back into themselves. So they take your money and they invest in their own stock. And this can be great if you've got a thriving company, but you're not diversifying, right? You don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket because what if your company tanks, then your money tanks. That's why getting a group of stocks uh, together is a really good plan. And that's kind of what my Roth IRA, my VTSAX that I'm doing through Vanguard is a variety of stocks, um, a bundle of stocks and bonds. So I cannot tell you specifically what I did. I swear to you guys, I, I want you to know how difficult, how vulnerable I was. I read Tony Robbins, Unshakable. I read the pages over and over again about how to do the 401k. I had Tom pull it up here at home on his laptop. I was able to diversify it right here from his laptop. It was actually really easy to do. But I sat there looking at the book, trying to comprehend the information, put the information into play, like adjusted his his investments in his 401k, and then just like forgot it all and immediately relaxed. This is why I say I am not an investing expert. I just wanted to learn what I needed to know to make the financial moves that I wanted to make. And I knew for the most part, it was a set it and forget it investment plan for both of us. So mine is a simple transfer every month. His is happening automatically because it's taken out by his employer every single month. But either way, it's not something I am consistently focusing on anymore. That's why I don't feel confident enough to like reach out and help and share with you guys one-on-one, but I wanted to give you the tools that I used specifically to apply these methods to our lives so that we could reap the benefits. After I diversified Tom's 401k, the I did it through his work, through, so through the computer program, and it's literally popped up and said, with this method, you're more likely to get an extra $12,000 per year in payouts. Uh, yes, please. Do I want an extra $12,000 per year? And that wasn't me taking more of his money. That was what I was more likely to get through investing. Learning these methods can give you so much payoff. And I don't want you guys to stop because you're afraid or because you don't have that knowledge. If you badly enough want to be able to create a secure future for yourself and for your children, I encourage you to dive into your uncomfortable place. (laughs) Get out of your comfort zone, grab these books, learn the processes as best you can and get a set it and forget it investment plan going for yourself. You don't need to love this stuff. It doesn't need to consume your day-to-day life. You don't need to be super smart to do it, but the payoff is so huge. So like I said, if you want all of these books, plus all of my other money books, plus all of my other books that I just love in general, I will send you my list of my top 50 favorite books when you go to reneebennis.com forward slash books, or you can click below to get it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. 
I hope this method was helpful for you guys. I hope these book recommendations were helpful. Talking about this stuff, I know can make someone's head spin. It used to make my head spin. It still is something I don't fully in depth have like a wealth of knowledge about, but I want you to know that even if you don't, it's still possible for you to get out there and win with money. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.